This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The Kind of Funny Patreon Pledge Drive month rolls on, and if you missed it, we put up two episodes from the 300 exclusives on patreon.com slash kindoffunny over the weekend on YouTube. Check them out, and if you like it, toss us $10 on patreon.com slash kindoffunny to get the other 298-plus pieces of content. What's up, everybody? Welcome! Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, August 11th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. I don't know what just happened, Greg Miller, and I, I'm going through a little technical issues right now. I might need to get a Barrett Courtney or, or a Kevin Coelho in just here. Maybe an Andy Cortez. Mute the stream. If you mute the stream, you're fine. That's what happened to me. Okay, mute the stream. Mute the stream. You're watching the stream? Mute the stream. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this, but there's a man named Nick Scarpino. There's a young boy there we go. named Thank Andy Cortez. And they're bringing back KFAF today, which means they've taken over the studio. They have something up their sleeves for their holiday special. And so Tim and I are over in the lab broadcasting games daily. And so we're, you know, we're learning new things as we go, Tim. We're yes, finding out what's happening. We're learning a lot of new things, Greg. I don't understand what just happened because we had a conversation about who's hosting. We decided it was me. We confirmed right, that, right, that right, Barrett was going right. to do it. You, you, right. even, you slacked me and you were like, hey, do you know that Tim is hosting? And I said, you, yes. You, you all have seen the schedule I'm on today. You uh-huh. understand that a lot of things are happening all at once. Uh-huh. Yeah, but on top of this, my wife sent me right. a video that just said, fuck. And then it said underneath it, I've booked an exterminator for Tuesday. Wow. And so then I was like, what's that all about? It's just a bunch of fucking hornets or whatever, whatever. I just, I've never had the moment where I was prepared. I was about to say what's up. And as I was about to, I heard you saying it because my stream wasn't muted. I heard it 10 times. It was just everywhere. It was all encompassing, Greg. Well, Tim, I, I'm genuflecting. I'm giving it back to you. I want you to do your opening. I, I want you to that. do this, Thank okay? You. Everybody, do you need Barrett to run the thing? And I don't even know if we have the power to do that. In the do right we have now. the power to do that, Barrett? Like, don't uh, cut. You it know, it, just run it the might thing take again. a second, but we yeah, who cares? Do you think these kids got anywhere to go? I can't see any of the chat, so I assume everybody's thinking this is the best thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, you know? they're, they're saying this is the best piece of content we've they're ever like, made. They're like, I love Kind of Funny because they're still a garbage truck on fire and hanging out and having a lot of fun. And the KFAF's back. Right, Andy? Andy's not in the room anymore, Elf. <laughs> See, now I had it muted, so I didn't hear the intro. (laughs) I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, heavy is the crown. Tim thinks he can come in here. Tim isn't fit to sniff my jeans, all right? He thinks he can host it. Play it again, Barrett. One more time. Barrett, give this water boy a chance to be quarterback. I'm going to watch it.
What's up and welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Friday, August 11th, 2023. Of course, I am Tim Geddes with the Fresh Cut. Look at that line. Are you kidding kidding me about that one? And I am joined today by the Big Daddy himself, rocking his collared shirt era, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm a big fan of the shirt. Not as big of a fan as I was of yesterday's. I've been complimenting you every day, yeah. and I only compliment you when I mean it. Greg. I know you do. I but I've been meaning it a lot recently, and I didn't yesterday. And I think I liked yesterday's shirt best of all. The, one of my favorite things was uh, there was a comment on PS I Love You XOXO, and it was two things. Number one, the, the guy wrote, Greg's shirt looks like a Marvel con- countertop. Yes. Number two, I can't believe these clowns don't like Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm, yeah, I get that. I get that. We get questioned about that a lot. I'm happy that you stood your ground, though. You know what I mean? It shows that you, your opinions carry. I mean, I was right. You were right. I was right about Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Who's standing on the side of history saying Red Dead Redemption 2 is the greatest game of all time? Nobody. We do kind of feudy. Once in a while, you throw out a Red Dead thing, and there you get nothing. Jared Petty was the one who was saying this is the greatest game of all time because of horse balls. And now who's got the balls in their mouth, Jared Petty? Not me. Excellent questions being asked here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course, this is a show that we do each and every weekday live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. But if you can't watch live, that's totally cool. You could watch on YouTube later. You could watch on roosterteeth.com later. If you wanted to listen to it as a podcast, you can search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily, and we will be right there for you. Uh, today, we're about to talk about GTA, buying some GTA roleplay, Baldur's Gate Sexy. promising PS5, the PC fixes it's already gotten and so much more before we get into all of that though let's talk about some housekeeping we got some exciting stuff coming Greg uh the bastard Jeff Jarrett invaded PS I love you today but then we get things back on track and try bless for being a PC gamer I saw the thumbnail for PS I love you this week and cool. some of me, Roger's best work of all time oh my god it made me laugh out loud everybody go go check that out check out the episode was it a good one Greg Is it, it was a great one? one it's a banger of an episode a lot of fun out there except mm-hmm. for the Jeff Jarrett part where he interrupts. Yeah, yeah, God, I love it. Don't show it, Barrett. Why are you showing it, Barrett? I had to live I mean, it. I don't need to see it again. The, the, the people need to know. You know? They can go they, see they it somewhere need, else. They need to know the good word of Jeff Jarrett. That's all I'm saying. My God, I love that this has turned into a the, thing. The Errets need to stick together. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's why you're the on Eretz. his side? It's because your names Eretz. are vaguely the same? I love that. Uh, Greg, last night, Gia was on TikTok, and the TikTok from Kind of Funny came up, uh, starting with you getting hit with the, the guitar from yeah. Jeff Jarrett, yeah. and then cutting to you with the, the neck brace on. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen her laugh harder. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I'm glad. It, and when, she, when you rip it off, it was a whole other level of hysterity. Oh, that's hysterity? great. Hysterity? No. Hilarity. Hysteria. I don't know what the hell's happening. Uh, I love. I just heard Andy's giggle. He wasn't in the room, and then I heard the giggle. We can confirm Andy is in here. Everybody, I'm not used to being in this lab. It's a whole new experience. I'm like a baby seeing for the few first time. Someone put a lemon in my mouth, and I'm like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, I did. I do kind of know what you're talking about with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you lemon Ben up yet? Yeah, but it wasn't like the most amazing thing. He liked it, you know. Mm, He's mm. a freak like his father. Over on Patreon, uh, right now there's a new episode of Remember Blank that's Remember Your Favorite RPG. Remember on Patreon.com, you can write in a whole bunch of your memories whenever Greg puts out the prompts for Remember Blank, and then you get to be part of the show as we reminisce about some of our favorite and least favorite gaming memories. Oh, out you there. did it. You did the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like you, you did the, the reminisce and the favorite and least favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big deal for me when I had to create the intro for that show. Because yeah. remember the first show, I was like, oh, I don't know what to say. 
And then I was like, give me three shows, and I, I, I won't have to read it off the page. And now it's right there. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. I just memorize all the intros, you know, because I, I made them all up. Exactly. I try my best. I just flow. You know what I mean? I just like, like I start saying the stuff, and I'm like, hey, I'll hit all the but points. You see, point. you do that, some, but then you forget, order. of course. Mm-hmm. Like, the kids, they like it. The listeners and the viewers, they like it. They like to bang on the desk or their, their steering wheel when they do it. They like to say, you know, the same. They like the do 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 They like all that. They mm-hmm. love all that. You know the, the, my thing I don't love about it, Greg? What? Too much banging on things. Banging on the table, an iconic moment. Banging from around the globe. No, 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 no. Too much banging. What about banging in the shower? Wasn't me. Banging on a trash can. Banging on some. Oh, that's a better even reference. It's even mm-hmm. better reference. There we go. Uh, what else the hell do we got here? We have our Patreon producers, of course, Jedi Master Deadpool, Delaney Twining, and Logan Delaney. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays and Liquid IV, but we'll tell you about that later. More importantly, I wanted to let you know that after this show, we have the return of KFAF. It's a holiday special. They've been working so hard on it. There was rehearsals yesterday. <laughs> rehearsals. <laughs> Unheard of here. A kind of funny. A kind so, of funny rehearsal. I don't believe it. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be awesome. I, I walked in. God, I want to say, unfortunately, but I'm not sure. Like, I don't know what it was. Seeing some things happen that, like, hell yeah. Y'all, y'all don't know what you're in for in about an hour on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny. Is that kind of funny? Kind of funny for this one. It's a little out of the ordinary, people. Anyway, get excited. It's going to be a blast. It is destination viewing. And if you can't watch live, you can watch it later, of course, on as a VOD on YouTube. Um, anyways, enough about all that. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. Five stories today. A baker's dozen. We're not getting the psh, but we can imagine it was there. I can come over and blow on you if you want. I'd prefer not. Uh, story number one, Rockstar buys GTA role-playing community. Today, we are proud to announce. <laughs> oh, God. It's a different smell, you know? Um, today, we're proud to announce that CFX.re, the team behind the biggest Rockstar roleplay and creator communities 5M and Red M, are now officially a part of Rockstar Games. Over the past few years, we've watched with excitement as Rockstar's creative community have found new ways to expand the possibilities of Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption 2, particularly through the creation of dedicated roleplay servers. As a way to further support those efforts, we recently expanded our policy on mods to officially include those made by the roleplay creative community. By partnering with the CFX.re team, we will help them find new ways to support this incredible community and improve the services they provide to their developers and players. We look forward to sharing more in the weeks and months ahead. Uh, Wesley at IGN gave a little context to this. The news has surprised and delighted Rockstar fans, given the company's combative relationship with modders in the past. In 2015, Rockstar banned the team behind the 5M mod, calling the project, quote, an unauthorized alternate multiplayer service that contains cone designed to facilitate facilitate piracy piracy the founder of the mod later alleged rockstar parent company take two sent private investigators to their home to intimidate them into shutting down the project that is terrifying you shut it down or we break your legs <laughs> the news comes ahead of the unveiling of grand theft auto 6 and carries with it the prospect rockstar plans to launch gta 6 with its own online role-playing features Ooh. Ooh. Uh, cfx.re for its part downplayed the suggestion telling fans 
please do not ask us about the next GTA. Uh, this is a huge step forward in the growth of our community and an opportunity for us to work with Rockstar Games to advance the 5M platform and the creative community surrounding it. Uh, while our day-to-day -day operations won't have any noticeable changes with Rockstar support, we're going to continue to improve our platform and are truly excited for what this means for our users, community, and creators. And for those curious about what else Rockstar is working on, please understand that our partnership with Rockstar Games is focused on our 5M and Red M platforms, so please do not ask us about the next GTA. Thank you for all your support. We can't wait to see what the future brings. The reaction to the news is overwhelmingly positive. Hmm, Greg. Pretty interesting here. Very interesting, Tim. Of course, you know, Rockstar has always been a litigious bunch, uh, as we already talked about in the story of shutting things down before in the past. And then to embrace this, get this, and get it, you know, in the build-up to what we assume is GTA 6, even though we've been in the build-up of GTA 6 for nearly a decade, it feels like, uh, you do have to wonder, like, will GTA 6 have some kind of built-in role-playing? Will they have servers ready to go? What does this mean? Uh, GTA 6 and GTA Online, there's been so many conversations about what that looks like, what does it do, and where do you take it, right? I appreciate that. You know, the news comes ahead of the unveiling. This is Wesley, obviously, of uh, GTA 6 and carries the prospect Rockstar plans to launch GTA 6 with its own role playing features. And they're like, please don't ask us about the next GTA. I get that. I understand that. But you do wonder is that what this is built to facilitate? What does an official GTA role playing server look like for GTA 6? Is that something out of the box? Do how, What does Rockstar do? How do they monetize it? Which I assume is something they'd be wondering. All amazing questions, Greg. It's funny you say that you feel like we've been in the, the road to GTA 6 for the last decade, and obviously that's true. The moment 5 comes out, yeah. the countdown to 6 begins. That's just how human beings kind of think about things, unfortunately, some would say. Uh, but I do think that in the last couple weeks, there yeah. has been a swell of whispers about GTA 6 coming back, and we've been talking about it on Games Daily and talking about Rockstar and the, the Red Dead port that they're putting out. And, you know, it could just be a lot of coincidences of, of different news stories that are, like, not necessarily all tied to GTA 6 being imminent, but it kind of is presenting a very compelling case, knowing that we got to get this game at some point, knowing that they are working on it with the leaks that happened and and all of that. Like, I feel like GTA 6 being in 2024, 2025 is more likely than ever, uh, even though it still feels like it's impossible. Like, it feels like GTA 6 is just so far away. Um, but I do think that uh, Bless and I were having a really uh, good conversation about this a couple days ago about how every GTA has kind of learned from the previous ones, even counting GTA Three trilogy is like one game compared to uh, the four or the five. Like seeing the way that multiplayer evolved in those games and seeing how um, GTA 4 had more of the like traditional at that era multiplayer, but everybody was like, oh, but we, we're getting hints and teases and mods of like what a real GTA online could look like. And sure. then five kind of came with that that promise where we had the the DLC for um, Liberty City store or for um four that was more like story-based stuff and then when five happened all of a sudden you saw this this major shift to like the heists and the online being the the focus not getting the single-player stuff but if you remember the game did not launch with online Correct. and when it did launch it was kind of like, like broken as hell broken in waves and stuff i can totally see the maturation of that concept going forward to gta 6 where six comes out and it's single player that's all there 
there's probably going to be the online because they've learned so much over the last decade of, hey, this is it and it works. But I would imagine things like this role-playing aren't going to be at launch but are going to be kind of how the heists and stuff were for GTA V, where it's here's this next big exciting moment, this next big thing to get people in. But in the same way that Rockstar looked at modders before of what they were doing, I feel like looking at the role-playing side of GTA would be impossible to look past with how successful GTA Online's been the last 10 years and why it's been that successful. When you say they launched GTA 6 and then has some multiplayer stuff, are you thinking, what does that mean to you? Because I, I guess the big question I have is what GTA 6 means for GTA Online. Is that when we sunset GTA Online as we know it and there is a new online client and that is it is GTA Online 2? Does GTA Online evolve into that as you know we're shutting the servers down for whatever and bringing up the new thing when that comes like you said is is that beside uh gta 6 is it like it was for gta 5 where it is a few weeks later i mean these are all great questions and i don't know because there there's patterns we can look at but the industry in every way is in a different place than it was even when gta 5 launched sure. right and as the like when you look back at the fact that GTA 5 has been on three generations of consoles by like PS3, PS4, PS5 for six being made. I mean, let's just start here, Greg. Yeah, GTA 6. Yeah, is it on PS4 and Xbox One? Because <sighs> my I gut says that. no, right? You but, like, hope no. You hope no, but again, you know, comicbook.com, right? Earlier this year, Take-Two Interactive projected a big spike in revenue for its fiscal year 2025, which runs from April 2024 to March 2025. The company is projecting $8 billion in net bookings next year, which is several billion dollars more than what is projected for its current year. This is where we pulled out the, oh, GTA 6 is coming. It'll be here in the fiscal year of 2025, right? Yeah. And so then you got to look at making $8 billion dollars. What platforms are you coming to? I would hope beyond hope, no, it is not coming to PlayStation 4. I would hope that, in, in you know, uh, Xbox the, the One, I would hope that you're just getting a next-gen, current-gen, whatever you want to call it, PS5, Xbox Series game that's coming out, and that's how we're going to do it, and that's what we're going to build on. Because that's what the conversation is about GTA Online, right? Where it's like, GTA Online is such a ambitious project for when it launched, and they've had to build around that and on top of that forever. And it leads to when you jump into now feeling like an archaic experience in the terms of way things, how things are laid out, how they work, how matchmaking goes, yada, yada, yada. And stuff that I'm not even qualified to talk about because I play GTA Online so seldomly. And when I do, I'm like, this feels, this does not feel like a seamless experience like the multiplayer games I would prefer to play. Yeah. And so I'm with you. I, I don't expect it to be there. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, honestly, mm. I'm talking myself out of this as I was about to say it, but what I was going to say mm -hmm. is, like, look at the Red Dead port that they're doing now. Yeah. We kind of look at it as a weird thing. Jedi Survivor being ported backwards. Um, uh, is that official, or was that just, like, a leak? Jedi Survivor getting a PS4 release date? Yeah. I wasn't on that episode. I thought it was... Yeah, I, I think I, it might have just been a leak. Either way, um, I wouldn't be surprised if GTA 6 comes out, and it is next-gen exclusive, but then... No, that's confirmed. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, me guessing. Uh, so Second then at some point they uh, will try to port it back, right, to the, the other ones, if they can, mm, whatever way. Interesting. Um, whatever that looks like. I, I'm not sure if that would even be possible or anything. But I, I, I my gut would say it's going to be on PS5 and the Xbox Series, and that's it. Um, so coming out, I do think that the online it has 
My gut tells me it's going to just be GTA Online, and they're not going to call it 2 or any of that stuff, but it will be a separate experience, and I feel like the other GTA Online will still exist. I think it's going to be pretty confusing to some people, but anybody that actually cares and engages with it won't be confused at all and knows exactly what they're doing there. I think at some point they might rename it GTA Online Classic or something like that. Um, but again, we're talking about, like you were saying, like this system that was ahead of its time yeah. at the time and we're 10 years later. And they're just trying to like make it work for with what they had. I feel like this is them. I, I imagine that they're going to put everything that they have into getting this right and making sure that this launch is as seamless a transition for those the sharks on GTA Online is possible to make the transition and want it to be such a better experience and the dream um, that they don't even want to look back at the old GTA Online. You say seamless experience. Are you expecting carryover from what GTA Online is now to what GTA Online will be in the future? I'm not educated enough on the ecosystem to know if that makes sense or not. I would say no, though. I think that I would this, think no. I think this is a fresh start. It's a, I would say you give... Yeah, probably they're smart and they know how to make money. So in the current GTA Online, in the run-up to shutting it down or moving over to the new one or whatever, you put in quests and things that if you go and do, you unlock stuff for you know the next time. You keep the same Rockstar account. Would be left over there. Probably something with the shark cards and money you've invested. You could probably put into the GTA bank or this Los Santos bank or wherever we're going in the next game and have it be over there. Yeah. Looking at the the chat here, um, Ryan Ayuso says, "I honestly expect GTA Six to be no less than a hundred dollars." Huh. How crazy is it that you see that and you don't immediately go, "Oh, you're crazy." You go, "Oh, ah, we always uh-huh. talk about people playing around with you know the." what is a game worth and where it would be. And Rockstar is the ballsy company that you could see do something like that. I I think there will be a, a $100 and up edition of GTA 6. I will. I do think oh, yeah. you'll be able to get a $70 copy of GTA 6 with something missing. Mm-hmm. Do you think I, that I'm right in thinking that online will be at launch with this thing, or will it be similar to GTA 5? Mm, it's really tough to say. That's a really hard one to call. Um, my... Knee-jerk reaction, I guess based solely on what I think of Rockstar and what they did last time, is I don't think they'll be simultaneous. Wow. I think it'll be, because they did that for Red Dead 2 as well, where it was, hey, we want to put out the game that we've worked on, this art, this piece de resistance, where we put out this single-player game that you're going to go through and have a great adventure on, and then... You know, I think it was months for both of them, but also weeks. It wasn't that far. Like, it, uh, you, we put out, we turn on the multiplayer and go from there. I would think they do that here. I would think they still do that. So you get it. Now, of course, there's a conversation of we don't know anything about GTA 6. Is it possible that GTA 6 has online built into actually what you're doing? Then it's a different ball of wax, mm. right? If it is not an MMO, but it is some kind of like division idea, right? And I know I'm. This is definitely spitballing a million things, and but we don't know anything officially, right, about GTA 6. Uh, but my thoughts were if they stick to what they normally do, they would put out GTA 6, single player, standalone, here's the game, and then multiplayer would come down the road so you can get two big pops out of it. Yeah. Two questions for you, Greg. I love it. Right now, on August 11, 2023, when do you think GTA 6 gets announced, and when do you think it releases? Oh, man. I hate this kind of game. I know. A follow-up question. Do you think when it releases, it takes over kind of funny like no game ever has? Wow, great question. Great questions, Tim. 
the thing about Rockstar is that they are fucking Rockstar and they are fucking GTA. So it does not matter. You, there's no game to play in terms of like, well, will it be opening night live or would it be this? Or it's going to be a fucking random thing that they will tell you a week ahead of time. Hey, we're doing it. Remember, I remember how crazy and this is how old I am, but how crazy and bizarre it was when they did the GTA five thing where it was like, they announced, Hey, we're going to, we're going to talk about GTA five next week. We came into work early. We had bagels, we had coffee and we all sat in the IGN studio and watched this thing and figured out what the hell GTA five was going to be. Right. So it'll be a standalone thing all to itself built solely around when they are launching GTA six based on the information you have here of, uh, you know, the comic book article, which is, you know, everybody reported on from this earnings call. Somewhere between April 2024 and March 2025, you release this game. I think GTA 6 is either coming in September 2024 or it's coming February 2025. And so then you just extrapolate back from when you'd want to announce that. I'd give it, what, three to five months probably. It's yeah. Rockstar. Again, like I, you know, my hope for this is my same hope for five is that I hope Rockstar is so confident in being Rockstar that their release trailer is just a, a black screen with noises and stuff and it just fades up on the logo of GTA 6 and that's it. It gives you a date. Boom. That's it. We know nothing. Don't preview it. Don't do anything. Just release it. Wow. Now, to your question of do I think this game takes over kind of funny like no other, I don't. I think we've had a lot of really special, really. I don't. I want to say once in a generation game, but I guess we've had a, a lot of them. So how can that really be? But like, you know, Zelda, uh, more recently here, like Tears of the Kingdom, right, has been one of those games that's taking taken over. Kind of funny. Um, I think you can look back in a weird way at stuff like Animal Crossing, which was pandemic and weird, and it really was me and Joey, but other people. And I'll toss in Gary Widow. There was an obsession there, right? Like we are such a diverse cast of hooligans that I think it's hard to say like even for your question of like, will it take over? Like, you know, I'll be all about the single player and I'll be having a great time, but I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Snowbike Mike plays it for a little bit and then is waiting for the multiplayer. And then when multiplayer gets there, unless it's something super special, will it get me into it? Blah, blah. And then if we're talking like that and you're splitting hairs, well then did Elden Ring do that? You know what I mean? With Andy and, and bless and Mike even there. Like, I don't, know what a game taking over kind of funny looks like anymore in terms of that. I think, you know, Starfield has a chance at it, but it's the same thing where it's like, I don't think Joey's excited for Starfield. Like, how does that all shake out? I think that there's potential for this to be bigger for us than than ever because I think there are the most of us that are going to be interested in playing the single player where it's like, you know, the big PlayStation exclusives, I feel I was gonna like. say, yeah, Spider-Man. What about Spider-Man? Are the big leading things, but I think then there's the addition of, like, remember the GTA Five when it first came out and we were down in Texas and, and playing it and it was just like, yeah. we became kids again and yeah. it was just yeah. passing the controller back and forth and the sense of wow of, hey, we we grew up with the the original trilogy or whatever, and then having five was like this like holy shit they did it again moment. I feel like that is going to happen again for us with six, but then I think the online's actually going to work and feel modern in the way that you need it to, and we have a setup like the lab that we didn't have before, sure. and I feel like all those things combined give us the easiest layup for this game to just work for kind of funny, whether it's single player, multiplayer. All of it. And so I, I don't know, man. I feel like there's potential. And also it's GTA, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I feel like everyone here has some interest in it. Like, I think Joey's probably the one I know least about in terms of w if she'd get into it or not. But I feel like the role-playing stuff, I can totally see her getting into. Sure. But we'll have to wait quite a while to see when that all happens. Greg, I want to move on to story number two. 
all Baldur's Gate 3 PC improvements and fixes will make it into the PS5 version. That's great. This comes from Wesley Pool at IGN. Uh, Larian has told PlayStation 5 owners that all the fixes it's putting out for the PC version will carry over to the release version of Baldur's Gate 3 on Sony's console. Uh, in a tweet, Larian Director of Publishing, Michael Dose, confirmed all of the improvements and fixes to the Steam hit will be reflected in the PS5 version and beyond. Beyond! Uh, bumping for visibility, yeah, all of the improvements. All right, whatever. That's just the tweet that he said. Uh, this suggests Larian plans to update Baldur's Gate 3 on PC and PS5 in lockstep, which is encouraging for console or- owners. There's still no word on a release date for the Xbox Series versions. However, thanks to a complex problem surrounding Microsoft's feature parity policy, uh, you can read all about Larian's struggle to get Baldur's Gate 3 running well on Xbox in IGN's report they put out a while back. Uh, since Baldur's Gate 3 launched on Steam last week, Larian has released a handful of updates including one that brought much-needed fixes for genitals and undies, um, which, man, Andy was explaining this to me, and he was saying that dicks were just clipping through clothes. Nothing's funnier to me than that. I hate it when that happens. Uh, and an emergency hotfix that changed the way personal story databases work because players had maxed them out. The latest hotfix 2.1 also reactivated cross-saves ahead of the PS5 launch. Hotfix 3 is in the oven and adds further fixes in the near future. Expect those to make the cut, too. The PS5 version of Baldur's Gate set to come out September 6th. They called you crazy, Greg Miller, when you said, is Baldur's Gate 3 going to be PlayStation 5 Starfield. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's also on PC, you idiot. It's also on Xbox. I'm like, that's not the argument, you jackass. I think you won, Greg. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, You know, today's conversation, the trial of Blessing Adeoye Jr. over on PS I Love You XOXO, is about the fact that Bless has given into the dark side and is playing uh, Baldur's Gate on his PC with a keyboard and mouse. Now, we all played it, obviously, yeah. in our Steam decks. A lot of us are using controllers. And now he is given and is playing it there and is saying it actually uh, alleviates a lot of the problems we were talking about with combat. He's, get, he's able to wrap his head around how to play a little bit better with keyboard and mouse, which does then lead me to go, huh, I wonder how this is going to feel on PS5 for PS5 players who are jumping in. Um, again, you know, I don't love this combat system. I don't love the radial wheels of it. And so... I'm also just not a strategic guy, so I'm, you know, maybe this is apples and oranges of an argument. But it'll be interesting to see this launch on consoles, and I do wonder how is it going to run? What is it going to look like? You know, Baldur's Gate three and Larian have clearly knocked it out of the park with PC. I enjoyed what I played in the the impressions piece, and like I said, I, I was like, I'm gonna stop here and wait for it to come to PlayStation. Eventually, get back there when things are a little quieter and towards the end of the year. Um, but you see, obviously, all the amazing stories and all so much fun and the blah blah blah, and everything that's happening. Now it really is for me just like, all right, cool. How is it going to perform on uh, September 6th when it drops on PlayStation 5? That's the big concern. And we'll see. You know what I mean? They got this working, and it's been great on PC, so like you have no reason to doubt them. It's just the fact, of course, I worry about the staggered schedule. I worry about you know pushing one of them up to where it is, leaving one at the original date, and then having Xbox all the way out there. Resources are clearly spread around, and I would imagine the live version on PC that has more than 800,000 people playing it concurrently right, is the one who has to have all hands on deck, which then makes me go, okay, cool, well, what's happening with this PS5 version? But We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the story we're talking about here is talking about them launching with all the updates, I think, is just great. Like, yeah. that's that's awesome that they're caring about it that way, that they're seeing that ahead of launch. Like, I've just been a really big fan of how they've talked about this game and its launch and how unique it all is. And 
beyond just the changing up the release structure to give the game the best chance possible to succeed in, in multiple uh, formats, whether it's PC or console, um, and dealing with the swerve of the whole Xbox situation they have to deal with, I am obviously so impressed with what they're pulling off in terms of the quality of the game, the amount of people that are into a genre that they've never tried before, for sure. the amount of people that love the genre and this game delivered for them. All that stuff is so great. I feel like the PS5 launch is... I expect it to run well. And it's funny because we're so used to console games being ported to PC and then there being issues yeah. there. This is one of the, the rare ish, uh, instances in recent times of a major PC game then coming to consoles, right? Like, I feel like back in the day, this kind of happened like th- with things like Counter-Strike or um, Half-Life. And, and Yeah. But, like... three years or so that started on PC and then made it over. Indies are one thing, but like a game like this is, is huge, but I feel like it's going to work and I feel like it's going to work in the way that the, they've designed it to work on a PC and to be scalable, but it's just going to work on the PS five. Cause it is just the PS five. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. It'll be interesting. I don't know. I, I I'm excited to get it. Of course, September 6th, such a bad time to launch it on console. But, I mean, not even, I guess. Again, this is back to the argument of why you do it. I just know that I'll be playing Starfield. But maybe I won't be. That's the other big conversation here. Oh, of like, You're going to do this right now, Greg? That, I mean, we. I, I am going to do it right now, Tim. Oh, I am oh, going to do it right strap now. Strap in, y'all. What if Starfield ain't great? Yeah. What if it ain't great? Like, I, I, I want it to be the direct look great. I love a Bethesda RPG. I love a big open world. I love that kind of moment-to-moment gameplay. But it is this really interesting argument that Baldur's Gate 3 got out before Starfield and it has won hearts, it has won minds, it has won great review scores. And so what happens is we get closer to Starfield and when we actually get on sticks with Starfield. And what if Starfield is disappointing? Yeah. Do you think that there's a chance that it's disappointing to the sense of like, wow, this is a Redfall situation or just disappointing of like, this isn't the greatest thing ever? Because I feel like the latter could happen. I think that this game, at worst, is, at this point, from what we've seen and heard, the way, the confidence they have that we've seen since Summer Game Fest has changed my tune on my expectations for this game. Where I feel like the least I'm expecting is a... Nine. Nine. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, and that's the thing about it where, you know, we got to have a lot of conversations with a lot of different people from Xbox and Bethesda and people who don't blow smoke, but people who were saying, like, yo, this is insane. This game is the truth. Yeah, yeah. And then we watched the presentation and you were like, wow, they nailed this presentation in a way I wasn't expecting. And so, yeah, I don't think, I don't think you have a chance in hell of getting a Redfall situation, unless the game's broken. This It launches and there's something they totally miss and it's unplayable, right? I don't think you'd get a Redfall situation out of it. I just, I think at worst what you're going to get is, oh, this is kind of unremarkable, right? Like, it, it, oh, I'm just going to planets and I'm not doing anything and I'm not connected. But, like, even saying that, like, I expect uh, the Bethesda team to have nailed story and characters they know how much that matters they know what a good quest is and what that feels like and what a compelling companion is and things like that like it's just it's you know it's the monkey's paw right where i just talked about like i hope gta 6 is just a logo and some sounds and they say it's coming out on this date and we never see it whereas with bethesda it's like well we've never played it so i've seen it and I, it looks cool but i hope it's cool like i expect it to be cool like they were very 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 confident in their presentation at Summer Game Fest. So that does lead me to be confident in it as well. But it still is a gr- giant unknown because, again, like – 
I'm not a fantasy person, right? But I really enjoyed Baldur's Gate. I'm not a D&D person, but I really enjoyed Baldur's Gate. I'm not a space person, right? So there's the chance that that alone might make me play a little bit of Starfield. Like, ah, I'm not really feeling it. I'm not vibing with it. At which point then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go play some Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Something tells me, Greg. Something tells me. That you're going to love Starfield. I, do, I think so, too. Yeah. I honestly, I think so, too, because I think it's not going to be so much like... I think, it, again... If it's the role-playing experience they're promising us, the things I don't like about space, I shouldn't, I, you know, I'm going to make a really fast ship that's defensive as hell and get the hell away from dogfights. I don't want to fight people. I don't want to do that. Maybe I'm going to talk my way out of stuff like that, not in the ship, you know what I mean, but that's the hope for it, right? I'm having like a That's So Raven moment where I can hear you on the review being like, Fallout 4 was just more Fallout 3. You remember that, yeah? But this is something new. Okay. You know what I mean? I'll see if I can open That's it for you. That's the direct one. quote. That's gonna be the also, do you feel like this is a more intimate games daily? I feel like I'm, we all we both found, sound smarter because we're not in the studio for some reason. I hear you in me yeah, differently. I'm in you. you know? I'm resonating inside you. I'm still feeling when you blew me. <laughs> you know, the the, the, the no, post No, you just leave it right there. Just yeah. leave it right there. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know more about what we mean, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get this show ad-free as well as a whole bunch of bonus content, including weekly episodes of Kind of Feudy, daily episodes of Greg Way, Remember Blank, a whole bunch of other fun stuff. And thanks to your support over on Patreon, things like Kind of Anime where you can go watch now, even if you don't support us on Patreon. But you know what? You're going to want to do it. Patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Everyone else, here's some ads. This episode's brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures just like Mike likes them. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked and every purchase supports the shady rays impact program which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life from childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions exclusively for y'all listening right now shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people Again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use code KINDAFUNNY. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Y'all know how much I love to stay hydrated, and Liquid IV makes it easier and better than ever to ensure that I'm always living my best, most hydrated life. And you can too. Liquid IV, the number one powered hydration brand in America, is now available in sugar-free with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone, and you can keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors white peach green grape and lemon lime let me tell you the white peach is good it's real good we hear it kind of funny swear by this stuff one stick of liquid iv in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone real people real flavor real hydrating now sugar-free grab your liquid iv hydration multiplayer sugar-free in bulk nationwide at costco or get 20 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code kind of funny at checkout that's 20 percent off anything you order when you use promo code kind of funny at liquidiv.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we're back with story number three. Lollipop Chainsaw Remake has been delayed. This comes from Sal Romano at Gamatsu. Dragami Games has delayed Lollipop Chainsaw Remake from its previously planned 2023 release window to summer 2024, as well as announced its official title to be Lollipop Chainsaw Repop. Repop. Platforms were not unannounced. Or- Platforms were not announced. Oh, yeah, you're right. Platforms were not unannounced. There's a typo Interesting. for you. Uh, although development of Repop was carried out with the intention of a 2023 release, our commitment to providing the best possible quality experience to our players led us to making the hard decision to extend the development period in order to ensure this, Dragami Games said in a press release. We sincerely apologize to all who had been waiting for the latest installment in the Lollipop Chainsaw series and kindly ask for your understanding in this matter. The original Lollipop Chainsaw developed by Grasshopper Manufacturer first launched for PS. PS3 and Xbox 360 on June 12th, 2012. Um, probably good news here because, you know, this year is absolutely stacked. So yeah. anything you can get over into 2024 will probably benefit the game's success. Uh, I haven't played this one, Greg. I know you, at the very least, were involved with something with this back <laughs> then. I don't remember. You got James Gunn, right? I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time ago, yeah. I, this is how I met James Gunn, how we became internet friends. Uh, I went down to L.A. and shot with him when they were trying to find the face of the real-life uh, lollipop chainsaw. Who's, I can't remember the main character's name in the game. Uh, anyways, though, uh, Ju- Juliet? Juliet. Ooh, Juliet. Yes. They're trying to find a real-life Juliet to go to events and be on, you know, go to games, comics, and paxes. And it ended up being a, a Jess Negri, of course. First time I met Jess was through this as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I got a lot of questions about this. Yeah, I, I, chat, <coughs> I'm dying because I sucked on my own saliva. I, I blew Tim too hard earlier. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. They've gone on the record of saying, like, uh, Suda, and in, in, they have nothing to do with this, right? This is just a remake these other people are doing that have it, right? Correct. I don't think this is going to do well. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be a bad remake, and I also wonder... I, I I didn't actually enjoy Lollipop when it came out. Like, I went and did the things through IGN's thing, and they didn't have a playable copy of the game yet. Uh, so then when I finally got it, I tried it, and I, it didn't click, and I wasn't a big guy. I also remember, like, there's a whole, like, they were very, it's very 2012, which even then I thought was at the tail end of it with the upskirts and the things, and the, mm. it's like, I wonder how this is going to play in 2023. I'm predicting a bad remake that doesn't come together and doesn't like, oh, this isn't doing well. And I also predict people like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> My prediction on it. Yeah. I know that that was part of it. The over-the-top sexualization and yada, yada, yada was part of the humor and story they were doing with it, but I don't, I don't, I didn't play through it all the way, so I really don't know how it actually accomplished its goals or didn't. So Ryan Powell Higgins says it got a 67 on Metacritic. So close. 
Oh, look at that. Oh, I was frozen in a great way for a second. Oh, I, yeah. hope, I hope that, that that was frozen on the, the VOD version because my mouth was wide. Yeah, um, yeah you know, I, I'm with you on this where when they announced this, I was like, huh, that's weird. But that, James Gunn, I get it. He pushes things and he stands by his shit. So, like, maybe whatever. And then it's like, oh, he's not involved. I was like, hmm, okay, okay. Yeah, Mitch Dyer gave it a 5 out of 10 back in the day on IG. Mm. Mm. Let me let me let me scroll to the bottom here and re- read what Mitchie's verdict was. Mitchie D said Lollipop Chainsaw doesn't even attempt to differentiate itself from the genre, and most of what it does try, new in the realm of its characters and writing, ultimately ends up taking away from an incredible on-paper action game. The music and sidekick are really all you can rely on to stay great from start to finish. The rest of Lollipop Chainsaw is an over is an all over the place. I'm sorry. The rest of Lollipop Chainsaw is all over the place before it ultimately settles for mediocre, mediocrity and disappointment. Very, very interesting. It's uh, the era of games that just have like so much of like style, but like specific era style and comedy that may or may not work and all that stuff. Yeah. Story number four: Borderlands Four coming in 2023, according to developers. Yeah, Man, right. Get out of here. GameSpot. Uh, rumors of Borderlands Four being in development have sprung up again as an actor listed working on the game in their online resume. While the credit has been deleted, actor Angie Jolie caught the attention of Borderlands fans via Reddit with a voiceover section on her CV that listed Borderlands Four and her role as Ayumi in that rumored game. In another deleted list. Producer Nadia Danova uh, also mentioned having worked on Borderlands 4 on their LinkedIn ahead of a 2023 release for the game. Although it's worth noting that this was two years ago when they were employed at developer Moji Group back in 2021. Moji. Back in 2021, Gearbox Pray co-founder <laughs> and boss Randy Fitchford began asking online for skilled developers to join the company for a Borderlands-related job. Quote, we're definitely working on some amazing stuff that I hope will surprise and delight you. Uh, if anyone out there has skills to pay bills, and wants to get in on some Borderlands action, we're working on the big one. Not coming in 2023. Don't worry about that. No. I think it's coming in 2024? That's possible, yeah. Yeah. When did three happen? Three would have happened in 2019. That was 2019, yeah. 2019. Yeah. Well, was it? Yeah. Because we were doing yeah, the Borderlands was... show into COVID, so it's possible 2018 and we started the show? No, it was, it was 2019. I remember it was uh, my first year at KF because then – it was the year before Bless got hired at KF because we would play the Borderlands good old 3 uh, together. Yeah, 2019. September Wait. 13th, 2019. Uh, yeah. There if you, you remember, this is what ended me and Fran's real-life friendship. Yeah. Sold me out for 12 bucks on Twitch. Wouldn't play it on PlayStation. Just yeah. going to play it on PC because he get put on some goddamn Twitch drop. I get Breaks it. out of history. So Borderlands, a franchise that you, uh, I would say, have a lot of history with. You, sure. I remember you being really into the, the Let's Plays and wanting it to come to Vita. Uh, so bad that I feel like you made that. I happen. did make it happen. They did credit me. That's not a joke. I'm, I'm using the joke voice. That's a real thing that uh, I, I do get credit for making happen. Uh, Sorry. S- would you be excited for a Borderlands 4? A thousand percent. Yeah? Yeah. I love Borderlands. What? Like, hey, you said you, I have a history with Borderlands. I love Borderlands. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's is the humor cringy in times and over the time? Of course it is, but the gameplay is awesome. Like, I mean, I, and I think, the, and then they also have these moments that are actually really good and, and progressive and fun and entertaining and sad and touching and they can totally go hammy and go the wrong way with it. Don't even get me started on this girl is on fire. You know what I'm talking about, Tim. End of Borderlands That's 3. Horrible. What the fuck are we talking about here? But overall, no, I, I'd be, I'm Borderlands 4 comes. Yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah. Tiny Tina, I don't remember your thoughts on that one. Tiny Tina, no, I, I try. We did the Let's Play of it, and we did like end game Let's Play stuff for uh, 2K or whatever. And I was like, 
I I like the abilities a bit, but I don't, and then I jumped in it with it when it finally dropped, and it was like, oh well. I like the idea of all right, Tiny Tina's running a D and D bunkers and badasses uh, game inside the world, so you're playing this thing and the dice are there. That but it was like it it was this weird mashup of Borderlands in D and D. Like I you know I, I feel like if it would have been just straight up. D&D the way like Baldur's Gate is that would have been more interesting this wasn't a full-fledged Borderlands game and it wasn't a full-fledged D&D game and I don't even like D&D but the Borderlands part wasn't strong enough then for me to make me really care about it Mm -hmm. story number five moving out to review roundup on Metacritic it's at a 76 IGN gave it an eight with Tristan saying moving out to is an extremely colorful and Whoa. Calamitous. Calamitous co-op sequel that's as challenging as it is charming, uh, serving up an enjoyably distinct set of crazy cargo collections. Damn, he's in his alliteration game here. This Uh, is why Tristan's still writing reviews, because he has the skills to pay the bills. He does. He does. Uh, As challenging as it is charming, serving up an enjoyably distinct set of crazy cargo collections that task you with bending at the knees while constantly splitting your sides, spreading its preposterous brand of past the parcel. Good Lord! (laughs) This this is insane! Uh, Brand of past the parcel across multiple dimensions has empowered the developers to get really creative with the setup of each stage, although that added ambition... Has meant that You're having too much fun. Has meant that some smaller corners have seemingly been cut. Still, the addition of online multiplayer should mean that more players will be able to rope in a moving buddy, whether they share the same couch or not, which will hopefully go a long way towards making up for its lingering deficiencies as a single-player experience. If you're up for another hectic house party with friends, moving out to hits harder. <laughs> He fucking went all out, guys. If you're for another hectic house party with friends, moving out two hits harder than a thrown fridge. Uh, Push Square gave it a 7 out of 10 from Stephen Tailby, saying moving out two is your typical sequel, a bit bigger, a bit better, but ultimately quite familiar. Taking the act of moving belongings in and out of buildings and turning that into a chaotic co-op game, this is largely the same as the original moving out, but mixes things up in some fun ways. This is one I tossed on there for you when I built the dock today because I know we loved moving out. Mike loves moving out. He's very excited for moving oh, yeah. out too. So it's good to see this doing well and being, you know, while a 7 out of 10 isn't a raging success or whatever, if it's delivering more of the same of what people moved liked for moving out one, it reminds me a lot of Overcooked and Overcooked 2, right? Of like, all right, cool, more content to get out there and support. Yeah, I mean, the co-op nature of moving out was such a blast. We did it on a couple streams back in the day and it was just so much fun to like work together as chaos was happening around. Around. And like Overcooked has that super fun kind of competitive side to it. Yeah. But I love uh, moving out. There was something that kind of took the magic of Overcooked, but I feel like made it a bit more communal of an experience. And I know that both games have competitive and collaborative uh, elements to them. But moving out, just the variety of shit going on and like how the physics would affect what you have to pick up and move. Like it, there was that extra level of like comedy, I think, when it came to like. Nick picking up a couch and it hitting the wrong thing and flinging out over the, the yeah, window yeah, yeah, yeah. and just being hilarious. Yeah, I'm excited to play this eventually. I hope we're going to do some streams for it. Yeah, but Greg, us playing moving out too. That sounds just so far away. If I want to know what's coming to Mama Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. So it's August 11th. I'm looking at releases.com to see what's going on. We got Way of the Hunter, the Tickamoon Plains, uh, coming out on on PC there. 
which is cool. Uh, we also have Rainbow Skies coming to Switch. Bright Lights of Svetlov uh, coming to... It doesn't sell, tell me easily. I don't know. No, that's why I just read the names usually. Yeah, cool. If the, you know, the people care. If they, if the, if the ah, that game sounds cool, they'll go find it. House cool. Flipper coming to PSVR 2 and PS5. Um... War of Being is on PC Early Access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, Pokemon Unite Panic Parade. That's a mode coming to it. Yeah. World Soccer Pinball. World Soccer Pinball coming to Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Captains of the Wacky Waters. Coming to PC. There we go. I'm not used to using this website, Greg. I'm sorry. I'm it's okay. Down here, letting you down. And uh, well, again, it was a you know a blessing. You know, he had a whole thing, and then I had a whole thing. I said, "You're doing your thing." It's uh, yeah, because now, now the page is just stuck on an infinite loop. Space loading. Mechanic Simulator comes to PC Thank today, you. August 11th, and then you got no. Oh, Caddy Hack is a movie. Those like it's, it's a movie coming to cinemas, but it's got like the the groundhogs look like they got red eyes, like they're monsters. I want to re-see that movie. Yeah. And then Wild Tracks Racing is coming to PC today. Okay. Turbo Overkill comes to PC today. And that's it for August 11th. That's it. New dates for you, though. Tennis on courts coming to PSVR 2 on October 20th. The $500 is finally going to be worth it. Um, little reader mail for you, Greg Miller. Sure. Ethan writes in to kindofunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can, to get your questions read on this very show. Do any of y'all have any insights on video games live? They're coming near me in March, and I really want to go. Is it a good time? Well, Ethan, I have seen video games live no less than 15 times. What? I fucking love this shit, but no one should be surprised. Video games live, it's an orchestra playing video game music while they project video game footage on the screens. It's the most Tim Gettys thing humanly possible. All right? Half of it is an orchestra show. Half of it is a rock orchestra show. So act one is more like traditional stuff. Act two, motherfuckers come out with guitars. There's usually special guests like the original singer of the Pokemon theme song or singers that have been involved in Kojima Productions. Um, And it's a whole bunch of fun, such a blast, and I would highly recommend it. I'm surprised. I thought that they weren't touring anymore. Um, So they're coming to you in March. I don't know where you are, but I would definitely recommend you go do it. Having said all that, um, it was originally created by Tommy Tallarico, and uh, I don't know his involvement in it to this day, but he went off the deep end in a lot of ways. <laughs> and um, like, I, I can feel very confident in saying that at one point I thought he was really, really cool. And then, oh man, it just started getting worse and worse and worse over the years. Was and he the one after Greg? Yeah. Uh, oh, he's went okay. after Greg. He's went after so many Who hasn't people. gone after Greg? Yeah. Um, but I've, I've talked about this a lot, but uh, Andy sold me on this uh, YouTuber H-Bomber guy. Um, and H Bomber guy put out a like two hour long video um, that starts as a a deep dive into a very specific sound effect from a video game, but pretty quickly takes a turn into just a full on expose on Tommy Tallarico, and it is maybe the greatest use of two hours you could possibly have. You're about to just get pulled into this thing, and you're gonna learn a lot about. Um, the sound and face of a liar, my friends. <laughs> my God. The amount of games that Tommy Tallarico claims that he worked on that he just simply didn't quick. For me, it was the Intellivision stuff. Yeah, well, was, oh, yeah. That was, that was it. That was it. Uh, but Video Games Live, uh, yeah, Video Games Live, uh, they are out on tour, uh, right? In September, they're in China. And then in March, they are in Nova Scotia, Canada. Hey. And then March 23rd, Greensboro, North Carolina. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. 
And if you're questioning it, like there's full shows of it on YouTube, like even officially, like they put it out on a Blu-ray back in like 2011. So you can kind of see if it's for you. But I mean, I can't imagine it not being. It's Do you know something? So good. I went to video games live as well. Oh, I went in 2007. No, here in San Francisco. I was you were probably there. Yeah. They had Sonic. They had a guy in a Sonic outfit. I got a photo with him. I was very stoked. Yeah. Craig Harris took me. When they do the um, the Sonic medley, they they have the whole choir in the beginning do the Sega. It's pretty epic. Uh, for the record, yeah, uh, Tommy Salarico is still very involved according to the website. <laughs> with with video games, I really... When you click on About, it's just photos of Tommy Salarico. No, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He, uh, yeah, it's... He's oh a creator, executive producer, host, and guitar. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Where can I see the web, the thing you were talking about, though? Uh, it's an H-Bomber guy YouTube video. I'll, we'll have to link you later. All right, cool. Greg, you and Jen need to just sit down, put it on, and be. And you guys are going to go through the motions of like, we'll give this 10 minutes and we'll see where it goes. Oh, no, I love a good documentary. 20 minutes in, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm watching this whole fucking thing. It's wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, but anyway, Video Games Live is awesome uh, just as a concept. And um, I bought tickets to the Sonic Orchestra coming up uh, next year, Greg. Very excited for this. I'm going. Bless is going. Roger's going. For some reason, Barrett Courtney was invited, but said no. Damn. I just he, he like looked at me like Barrett, you coming? Like, like I'm a Sonic fan at all, like whatsoever. <laughs> but Barrett, like Sonic fans are sad, and you're sad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see the reasons though. They're sad for perverted reasons. There's little deviants. We're just little deviants out here, everybody. Uh, let's do kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong so we can see what we got wrong. Oh, my God, motherfuckers. We got nothing. Literally nothing. There's not even editorializing today. Y'all are just like, Greg and Tim are just perfect. They crushed it. Crushed it. That's awesome. That's rare. That never happens. Uh, this week's hosts are done because it's Friday. Enjoy your weekends, everybody. Go play some Baldur's Gate. Have some fun. Do a bunch of cool stuff. But next week's host, on Monday, we have Greg and me. On Tuesday, we have me and Greg. On Wednesday, we have Greg and me. Uh, and on uh, Thursday, we have me and a mystery partner. Mystery. Uh, it's not mystery as in we're hyping it up. We just don't know who it's going to be. Yet. You have so, a suggestion, but you haven't hit that person up yet. I have not yet hit them up, but I'm excited if it happens. And if it doesn't, I'll be excited to do the show with anybody. And then Friday, it's me and Bless. Oh, my God. Is it really going to be a five, Tim, week next week? That's we'll what have we have as scheduled as. Yeah, I mean, something always happens, so we'll see. That's true. It's true. Um, if you're watching live, <laughs> stay tuned because we're about to do a little hangout with y'all. Get your super chats ready over on YouTube. We'll answer them. Uh, if you're resubbing on Twitch, leave a little message and we'll answer those questions as well. And then after that, get ready, prepare your bodies. KFAF holiday special Woo! is happening. It's about to be insane. Honestly, very proud of everybody working on this because it is. I think going to be next level. And um, yeah, it's going to be something very special. It's going to be special. It's going to be um, just. Ah, man, I'm just going to stop talking about it, and you guys are just going to have to watch it in about a half hour. How's that sound, Greg? That sounds awesome, everybody. Fantastic. Uh, all right, well, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We come at you with all of the video game news that you need to know. But until next time, I love you all. Game Daily. Oh, <sighs>
glad that shit's fucking over. I fucking All hate right. these people. Welcome to the, the Super oh, Chat shit, section. Shit, still alive? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that this H-Bomber guy video is just called <laughs> Roblox underscore oof.mp3. Greg, it's a fucking roller coaster, man. Like, I've, I've already spoiled, like, the big reveal of it. But, like, oh, man. It's good stuff. It sucks, man. Tommy used to be awesome. He really did. But it was a throne of lies, a house of cards that has been blown over. Just I've like added Greg it to Ruby. my watch later list. I'm ready. Fantastic. How are you doing, Greg? It's Friday. I feel like you've been out of office a lot recently for different, like for wrestling stuff or just like life things. Sure. But you spent a good amount of the days here, if not all of them. Yeah. All of them no, here. I had a good week. I had a good week of being in the office doing stuff. You know what I mean? Um, it's good. Today, today was too much. You know what I mean? I there was I there, there were things have changed and moved on the schedule a bit that then made this a very jam packed morning. So I feel like I didn't give any of my previous commitments. I did. I was interviewed by some folks. Then we had the meeting. Then we had this. And then on top of in all of that, I was planning the show and doing the thing. So I feel like nothing got a hundred percent of my attention, which I hate the feeling. Yeah. But I feel like the show we just did was great. I thought that was great. Yeah. What did you, What did you think? Fool, fools gold, gold, fools gold, gold. <laughs> Fool's Gold. <laughs> I see you. I 10. see you in the chat over there. Fool's Gold. Seven out of ten. Show Barrett. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, how so? I, why so? I felt Greg wasn't here. You know. I knew. Oh I felt, dang! Yeah. Yeah. Remember Dang. when I said I called him sad? I knew that was going to get me in the post show. <laughs> oh, like man. Bite yeah. me no, remember sad when you slapped me like right before the show? And you're like, you know, Tim's hosting, right? And then you started hosting. <laughs> Barrett, listen. I, honestly, I've never seen Greg that scatterbrained. Like to the point that like. There was conversations that was waiting to go live, the confirmation. So when you went, I was sure you were doing a bit. <laughs> Just, I'm trying, guys. I'm giving you everything I got. It's hard sometimes. You know how hard it is to be over here, Tim. Oh, I do. We're doing I, what we got to do. Uh, Fool's Gould responded to me and just said, fuck you, Greg. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if you like this show. I, it's Gould, 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 because it's j- Oh, I lost them. I don't know why I lost their, oh, hold on, don't switch. Whoa. Here we go. Here's great. the thing I don't like, Tim. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for KFAF. Me too. I want to watch KFAF. Me too. So the fact- KFAF starts. Yeah. We're just like the pre-show to the main event. What bothers me is I have a freaking call at noon, so I only get to watch the first 30 minutes of this thing. Life sucks. So then I can come back later and watch the VOD. Oh, where can I watch that? YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, so remember, after the Super Chat, you're going to want to load up YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny, which is where KFAF will be live streaming. The link is already there. It's already live. So if you want to get a new tab open and tab it up, live your tab life. You ever drink tab? Was that a soda you ever drank? No. Miss Yon, first grade teacher, she drank it all the time. I never had one. I don't think I ever had a tab. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure I tasted it somewhere, but I don't remember anything about tabs. All right. Speaking of Super Chats, as a reminder, if you want to get any questions in for either Greg or Tim about any of the uh, topics of discussion on This Game's Daily, or just about anything, like whatever obscure soda uh, Greg wants to talk about for the next 10 minutes, I was gonna get your Barry, Super Chats in over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny, or with the, the Hype Chat function, which I think is a new thing, over on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, and we will read them here, uh, like Onus Prime uh, sends in a $5 Super Chat and says, uh, Greg, if memory serves, you you did not love Outer Worlds, so aren't you worried Starfield will leave uh, leave you feeling the same? Uh, yeah, no, you're not wrong about that. I did not like Outer Worlds. I didn't, I, and I not like. I didn't like Outer Worlds because I didn't feel like that felt like a 
it was so close to being a open world Fallouty kind of game, you know what I mean? But it didn't get there. Like the amount of things you could you couldn't interact with and couldn't do. My problem wasn't space in that one. It was that I didn't feel a connection to the characters and I didn't really love the world I was in. So that that's apples and oranges. Plus, not the same developer or anything. Only special features uh, is a member over on YouTube and left a message saying tremors in review when. I don't know that we'll ever get there. But I also never say never. Never say never. Uh, Michael Stevenson says, welcome to KFBF. Yes. Oh, man, no. The Coca-Cola company introduced Tab in 1963 and discontinued it in 2020. Oh, my God. You were so close. But it's on Walmart? They must have brought it back. Mm. No, it's out of stock on Walmart. Gotcha. What about on Amazon? Ager Malone says, what does the AF stand for in KFAF? Oh, you know. As fuck. Oh, we told we wrote it for you. We told you. Um, Wasted Bandwidth says, not even with the strikes. Honestly, I will really have to see how the strikes are going to affect movies next year and the year after. Um, and obviously that'll mean we're going to get a little more creative with in-review probably. We're going to start in-review in review Pornhub. I mean, hey, we teased it last year with the April Fool's joke. Why do you think I brought it up? You know, I love it, man. Don't One of my favorite me. intros Don't ever. Uh, Chief Chaos says, Tim, have you seen Haunted Mansion? I have not, and I've heard very mixed things. Um, my brother loved it. He is definitely the intended audience for that. Um, <laughs> Kevin enjoyed it quite a bit. I've seen a lot of other people be kind of eh on it. I'm going to wait till it comes to, to streaming. It doesn't seem like a rush out to the theater type of movie. But Jamie people. Lee Curtis. JLC, man. I mean, the cast is insane. Like, Eve Stanfield, one of my favorite, if not my favorite actor, doing things right now. Um, so I can't that? be mad about that. As long as Cool Greg's happy, I'm happy, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what matters most in this life. Yeah. Especially when it comes to Haunted Mansion. Uh, shout out to Michael Stevenson for uh, becoming a new member over on YouTube.com hey! slash Kind of Funny Games. Doesn't send a message, but welcome. Didn't need to. He knows. He knows what he did. He knows what, what, is he, what does he know? He knows what Tim did. No, he knows. Uh, Michael Corbin says, off work this whole week, and it's been amazing finally catching the live streams and becoming a Patreon supporter. So thrilled to catch my first KFAF. Thank you so much for your support. And, hey, all of y'all, thank you for your support. It's been a great month here uh, doing our pledge drive, and your support means the world to us. Only 11 days in. Yeah. If you didn't know what he's talking about, of course. We're asking you to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Kick us a few bucks if you've enjoyed all this content we've made in the first half of the year. Uh, and if you're like, well, I don't even know about all the 300 exclusive episodes of content I can get over there for $10. We're putting up uh, an episode every Saturday and every Sunday of something exclusive that's only available on Patreon. So you can check the channels there and go. Oh, my God. I what happened? I got a very exciting email, everybody. Can't talk about it. Can I come see it? Yeah. I think you're on it, too. Oh, wow. I, I wonder if on it's... It too. I, I imagine Tim and Greg are right now being um, sent an email by Sony confirming Uncharted 5 coming this November. Don't tell them that. How did you know, Barry? That's exciting. Uh, Beat Rick. That's it. How are you going to say it like that? It's one of the most exciting emails I ever got, Greg. I don't want to overhype it. Then people know Crash is back. Yeah. Uh, Beat Rick says, Tim, what boots did you end up getting? I ended up getting the Thursday boots. They come tomorrow, and I'm very excited. What outfit am I going to wear with them? I don't know yet. I have an idea. Does it rhyme with learnt borange? There it is. There it is. (laughs) I don't know. We're not all poets like uh, Tristan is. You know what I mean? Yeah, Tristan. 
He was so good. There was so much alliteration in that review, you guys. Tristan's incredible. Incredible. A master of the written word. CJ spits on, splits on. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, CJ, who are you spitting on today? CJ splits on. <laughs> it's like yeah, this, their porn name is gonna be BJ Spits on. <laughs> This is your Burt Meg. <laughs> this is my Burt Meg. I'm so sorry, CJ. Uh, starving for a new Twisted Metal, do you think they will keep command inputs or make it more casual friendly? It's really interesting. Uh, me and Zalavir had a good conversation on our screencast reviewing Twisted Metal, which you can get now uh, in all the normal places for screencast. And uh, by the way, Monday, Greg and I's review of Gran Turismo will be posting as well for everybody interested in that. Uh, but we had a good conversation about the potential of a Twisted Metal game now that the show exists. I'm... Very, I'm much more hopeful now that the show is what it was for the game because if the game oh, okay. kind of adapts the the tone and story and world of the show, we're in a much more interesting we're place than good stuff. Just a traditional twisted metal game where it's kind of like all right, it's an arena deathmatch car combat game. The idea of like the milkmen and the traveling between cities and deliveries and things, I feel like could add a lot to making it feel like more of like a, a real modern game as opposed to like a mode in a in a in a different game. But do you want it to be story based or you want multiplayer? I mean, you know me. I want story, Greg. So you're just basically saying, you know what, Sony Bend, here you go. I mean take fuck. that giant open world you know so much about. You loved making motorbikes, make some cool cars. I would love that. I would really, really, really love that. I don't think that's the case though. Don't we already know it's uh I want to say for Axis, but it's not for Axis. Fire Sprite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. Fire Sprite. I mean, and nothing has like officially been said. Hey, bam, bam. I just got a text message. My Thursday boots have been delivered to my house. Woo! Thursday boots. Thursday boots. But everybody. today's Friday, Tim. You can't wear them till Thursday. Fuck. I'm gonna have to wait. You can't open them till next Thursday. Week. These are the rules. Uh, Michael Stevenson sends in five. What is that? Euros? Pounds? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Ask Barrett, what do you think of the Wonder Years, uh, the Hum Goes On Forever album? Um, I think, Greg, you actually started listening to that album like a couple months ago. You said you immediately texted me and you're like, I can't get through this album. They're very depressed. They they just sing about very sad things. Uh, I like it. Uh, I I feel like my interest with the Wonder Years has kind of split off uh, just because their earlier stuff resonated with me a lot. Uh, But naturally, Dan, the lead singer, uh, has become become a father and is, uh, you know, uh, a lot of what he grapples with internally uh, and kind of wrestling with being a dad for, like, the last six years, I don't completely uh, relate to. I appreciate but Lulu! Uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's there's something different there, I, I feel like. Um, I still appreciate his 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 written word, uh, for sure. Um, and I also think, like, musically, they they just haven't really spoken to me since uh, whatever the album was after Greatest Generation. Um, but solid stuff. I, I, I still love listening to the, the older stuff, but yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, Alexander Fraser with uh, five Canadian dollars, I believe. and so, uh, asked, Give me uh, a loony. They... What? Give me a loony. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a one. They... That's a, they're one. You got a toonies a two. Uh, uh, okay, Shut the okay. fuck up. There's no way that's true. Yeah. Canadians, you're in the chat. Defend me. That's what Looney Tunes is named after. Uh, do you, they still make cactus cooler on the West Coast? Is anyone willing to send me some to me in Toronto? P.S. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 needs multiplayer tactical battles. Hmm. First off, uh, there you see everybody saying it is true. Wow. Wow. The queen's on it, you know. Oh, that's Looney. 
Um, I don't know what Cactus Cooler is. I don't either. I'm sorry, Alexander. We've let you down. I'm sorry that your made-up drink doesn't exist over here. Cactus um, Cooler is an orange pineapple-flavored soft drink sold primarily in Southern California. Wow. Uh, so it is part of Keurig Dr. Pepper and was previously distributed under Canada Dry. Keurig is or Dr. Pepper? Keurig bought Dr. Pepper, yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Huh. Didn't but you that. can't get Dr. Pepper pods yet, but I'm going to get them one day. Dr. <laughs> Pepper pods? Yeah, where I can just make Dr. <laughs> Pepper and the coffee maker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that PR guy uh, wrote and said, Tim, did you give up yet on hitting level 50 before wearing the Pokemon Go jacket? Yes, what we decided on is when I hit level 40, I will be allowed to wear the jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently halfway through 36. So I'm I'm getting there, man. It's still you're going to make it. You're going to do the damn thing. I'm going to do the damn thing. I'm going to get 50, y'all. It's going to be very, very hard, but I'm going He'll to do it. He'll be 50. He'll be 50. I will be 50 when I get 50, <laughs> and I'm still going to wear the jacket. Uh, jacket a little bigger than I'd like, but I feel like they kind of made it as like an oversized bomber jacket, so I'm just a little, you know, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone for y'all. Okay, everybody? Wow. Yeah. Tim, that's I a know. boring story, so I did something else while you talked. What'd you do? No, I wanted to see something, but I'm not logged in over here, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I did Twitter.com slash GameOverGreggy. If you go to Twitter.com slash, I guess, anybody, don't do it, but if you did it completely not logged in, like just a blank page, it shows you your tweets in the most or the order of most popular. Huh. Do you know what my most popular tweet of all time is according to this? I mean, I'd assume it was you talking shit about PC. Okay. I would have jumped to uh, Ben's birth or our announcement of Ben's birth, right? Because, mm. like, or yeah, but it's not. My most popular tweet is... Finish Cyberpunk story and it crashed during the credits and it's a photo of the screen sending the air report. Sixty six uh, more than more than sixty six thousand likes on that one. Wow! And right behind it is us announcing Ben, which is at fifty six thousand. Then the birth of Ben, fifty thousand. Then the death of Porty, thirty thousand. Bang! Not nuts, man. All si- very similar events. I mean, they're all on the same scale. Yeah. You know. Uh, AJ Hawk says, in times where so many games come out in a short period of time that you have to crunch to play, do you think that it's ever affected your review of a game? This is a weird one because the answer is yes, but I also just feel like anything, any reality is going to affect your experience with a thing differently. So it's like, sure, my, our experience might be, oh, we have to review it, so that's part of it. But like, that's how we review games, period. So I don't think that that's as like, uh, big of a deal in terms of like, oh man, that's not the real experience. Like that's how we experience these things. Everybody experiences it differently. Yeah, right. That's all. That's always the thing. Well, if you think you had more time with it, do you think? I, I mean, I don't know. If yeah. I had, if I had three months with a game, so I wasn't playing it nonstop. Sure, maybe it wouldn't have been as concentrated. The feeling of like this, but I also think that's helpful for calling out the fact of wow, this is the same gameplay loop over and over again, and I don't like it because of X, Y, and Z. It's kind of brain dead. It's this, that, and the other. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Where it's more like I feel like. The, the way that we review things is more like, do we like it or do we not like it? And it's more specific to us, and we give the context around all the, the other things. Um, so I feel like with that, it's more like it, having a crunch to play games, it's more – it's a bad thing because it's sad that – we don't ever have to crunch. Like That's the thing when it comes to – kind of funny at least of, of how we play. Don't tell Bless that. Like, Make him crunch. We we can – like if we don't beat the game, we just say we didn't beat the game yet. We'll get to it or whatever. But if we're like, yo – I want to beat this before review. That's because we are enjoying it that much. Or or we want to make sure we see it to the end to be able to definitively say this didn't live up to expectations or, like or whatever that is. Yeah. Gollum with Roger, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he did that to himself. 
He did that in Thailand. Nobody told him he had to. Nobody said <laughs> like, do that, Raj. He did have a pizza bed. He did have you're a right, pizza you're bed. Right. But again, that's uh, a personal thing. But yeah, I feel like there was this year has been more difficult than ever for me of like the back to back. Like, man, I can't make time for all of these these games. One hundred percent. Every once in a while, though, there will be something that just is like a, a, a wrench in the works that gets in the way of like big games I want to play. But when Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Remake came out a couple years ago. I didn't give a shit what else was coming out. Like, that's all I wanted to do, you know? And Yo, it was fuck like, other games. It, it pulled me to it so much, and I forgot exactly what was coming out around then. But, like, I remember being, like, bummed getting a code for a major game because I was like, I still just want to keep playing. Sure. Thing. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we're waiting on a review codes or a batch of review codes today that I think we're supposed to get that will then, you know, set this thing before you have to worry about the next one. But then on top of that, a, a Rogue One came in this morning. Not a Gary Wood one. But, a, you know, one I wasn't expecting came in. So now I'm not going to play the game I thought I was going to play this weekend. I'm going to play the other game so I can talk about that thing. When the, well, and hopefully Bless plays the other thing. So then it's that. But, if you know, blah, blah, blah. It's exciting times. It is exciting. I mean, it's wild how many giant games are still out there that are coming. Like Spider-Man 2 and Mario 1. And that, that's the big one for me. Like that, That's a perfect example of the, the stress of this where it's not so much crunch uh, that I'm worried about of like having to play it before a review. It's more like I want 100% both of those games. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so badly. Like I, I honestly don't know. And we're lucky in the sense that we might get them at different times. Yeah. Like, everyone else gets them the same day, October 20th. We might get them a couple days apart from each other. And honestly, I don't know which one I want first. Like, Spider-Man. Actually, you you oh, want Mario. I know you want Mario. Yeah, you want man. Mario. I want that That'll Mario. be his instinct. But I want Spider-Man, too. Ah! What a year. Yeah. Instead, you'll yeah. get neither, and you'll play DC Universe Online. Oh, yeah. Michael Cardenas says, thinking about the Keith David news this week, I was curious if y'all have a favorite Keith David character across games, movies, and TV. I do not. I'm not up on Keith David's filmography. Uh, he was the villain in The Princess and the Frog from 2009. Pretty good movie. Oh, fuck. And, you know what? That's my answer then. That The villain that. song in that one? Real good. It's fucking good. It's very good. It's a great question. That's all I have from the top of my head, though. I would go with, uh, he's the voice of the Marines commercial, right? The few with the power of the Marines. I don't know. Yeah, he is. The one they used to play in, in the uh, in the movies, in the movie theater, mm-hmm. when they were like, "Ah, oh, man, a lot of a lot of seventeen year old kids are gonna go watch this movie. We should put this in there and try to recruit them." So they they yeah. they do that. Fucked up. That's yeah, what I like. do the same uh, same thing with a uh, warp tour for the last few years. They would just have like a marine like booth. It's very weird, very weird vibes. Mister Hawks one eighty two says, "Greg, did you get the oxen free to plats? And when are you going for the Persona Five Royal Plat?" Well, I guess maybe Mister Hawks. Should watch PS I Love You XOXO, where I talk about wow. it in the What You've Been Playing section at the end of the game. Oh, wow. So there you wow. go. It's a great episode. Uh, the long answer is no, I did not. I am one trophy short. I, I There was something we missed early on for a relationship t- uh, for one of the endings that I'll have to redo. But it'll be a short four hours. But we're in, like I just told you, two review codes are dropping on me today, so I won't be doing it anytime soon. Hey, guys, I have a question. Yeah. So um, – Platinums, right? Yeah. The one that I've been working on, grinding on, sure. some would say, mm. for a very long time, is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake. Sure. I only have one trophy left. It's the level oh 100. God. It's been three years, Tim. <laughs> I, well, it's the last trophy is literally just fucking play forever. I know. Right? It's so it's stupid. It's very, very, very. No, it's not It's not challenge. I did all the challenge-based ones. Like This is literally just like the easiest way to do it is to cheese it and fucking set up, like put some rubber bands on my controller, just make it do a whole thing. Ah, I don't want to do all that stuff. 
I want it to kind of just be my my chill. I'm playing through this thing. I want to beat it as every character, collect every hundred percent with every character because I love this shit so much. But I don't want to have to do that on the TV. So I'm thinking remote play type situation. The problem mm. is it'd be perfect if I could just play the Switch version and have it count towards my platinum. But obviously, Activision fucking killed Vicarious Visions before that dream could ever become a reality. Uh-huh. So, Greg, my yeah. question to you, as somebody that remote plays more than anyone else. That's me, goddammit. I have tried playing Tony Hawk on my um, phone remote play backbone situation. Sure. And Tony Hawk, a little too precise of an action game, a little the okay. button inputs and all that stuff. It, the lag has to essentially not exist. Sure. I can wrap my head around playing a little delayed and like be okay with it. Obviously not ideal, but I could. Do you think that Project Q is going to solve that problem and I'm going to be able to sit while G watches bullshit on TV and play some Tony Hawk? I think it has a shot to. And I am basing this on my experience uh, remote playing with my backbone versus remote playing with my Steam Deck. Where my back... And this is... I am an idiot, so we can you, you can call me out on this, Tim, to correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like on my backbone with the phone... I assume since the phone is doing other shit all the time, it feels like that's where I have degradation in terms of quality. That's where I have a, oh, I got to pause it and let it catch up and do the thing and then restart it. Steam Deck, I haven't had those problems. Now, I'm playing Diablo on Steam Deck. I'm playing uh, Dead Island 2 on Steam Deck. I'm not playing Tony Hawk, hit the combo, do the thing. So it might still have enough latency there that it isn't pixel perfect and, and exactly what you want. But the fact that I'm enjoying, I think the Steam Deck is a better quality experience, and I would assume because it's the only program it's running or whatever for the most part, I would hope that Project Q would do that too. But I don't know if that's actually accurate. Yeah. I know I'm asking for, like, one of the more intense things where I'm like, oh, a game that requires, like, dexterity and timing. It's like, I know it's I know it's a tall order, but we'll, we'll see. I'm still excited for that's this. That's why, I, like, with remote play, I usually just stick to things that are, like, turn-based or anything like that. Sure. Yeah. I remember, like, messing around a little bit with um, Valhalla uh, just because, uh, you know, with, like, the PS5 and trying, like, the, the PS5 remote play stuff, and it was, like, cool, but, yeah, definitely not something you want for similar to, the, like, the pacing of an action game to me. Yeah. Uh, Brandon H says, Tim, are you getting any of this Lorcana stuff? I see pre-orders are up. Where are pre-orders? If you could tweet at me with links to this, I'd appreciate it. What is it. Lorcana? Lorcana is the Disney card game that's coming out. It looks super awesome. The the art style looks great. It seems like the game's going to be super fun. Like I'm so in on this, but their their rollout plan is as confusing as a EA game with microtransactions. Got it, yeah. It's like, Jesus, guys, like... What the fuck is happening? Just let me buy these goddamn things. But mm-hmm. anyways, let me know what's up with that. Uh, Calvin Perez says, guys, with summer ending, what's your favorite summertime snack? Summer, summertime. I got one. I got one right off the cuff here. Go for it. In the Midwest, in the summers, Greg, you would know this. I oh, right off say the, the lakes. Thing? Well, I don't know if we're going to say the same thing, but I know just the mood, right? You got to set the mood where it's like we're near the lakes, so it's humid, it's hot, it's gross. You need something nice and refreshing. And I remember something like I think my grandma started it. This wasn't even like an ask for myself. She would buy Go-Gurts. And oh, put okay. Go-Gurts in the freezer and oh, have yeah. frozen Go-Gurts. And sure. that was like the best kind of cure for just like the gross, sticky, humid uh, weather in the in Ohio, like right on the lake. So frozen Go-Gurt. Okay. Uh, the first thought I had, which isn't going to be my answer, was watermelon, which I do like. I do love a good watermelon here and there. But I'll jump to corn of the cob. Ooh. You know what I mean? Some goddamn corn of the cob. Get it all buttered up there. Some salt. I'm a corn up there. boy, man. Ooh, wee, me too. So is, so is Ben. Ben loves it. Yeah, good for him. Me and Ben, 
We're gonna get along. You are gonna. He loves Thomas the Tank Engine too. He does, dude. My guy. My fucking guy. And he likes it. I mean, he he is obsessed with it. You know, because of you. Because we tried it early on with him with the new CG ones, and he didn't vibe with it. But he loves trains. And you were like, no, no, do the classics. We did the classics, and now he sits and he goes, Echo. Thomas. Yes. <laughs> and I've got to put on the echo, play Thomas the Tank Engine. Boop, 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 I love that, man. Boop, boop, I mean, I'm telling you this, Greg. The 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 um, Thomas to Transformers pipeline is real. Okay. You know what I mean? I got. Let me introduce him to my guy Astro Train at some point, okay? You got it. <laughs> uh, opti- uh, op- Opponus Prime, speaking of Transformers, says if GTA 6 plays more like RDR2, uh, for Mike, that is Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, will that turn you off? Slower, heavier movement, hunger meters, having to pick up every cigarette or beer individually. Yeah, I would not like that. I didn't like any of that stuff in San Andreas, and it is why San Andreas is my least favorite what? of the GTA 3 trilogy. Oh, but GTA 3 exists, Tim. Yeah. You're going to say San Andreas is your least favorite? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would hope they would I would come back a little bit. I don't need I don't need the Grand Theft Auto simulator. Mm-hmm. Let's make a fun video game. Let's make it fun. You have to fill your car with gas, says Cameron Kennedy. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Um, yeah, y'all, we're about to wrap up. Oh, Covered all of these super chats and uh, resub messages over on Twitch and YouTube. Um... How excited is everybody for KFAF? Uh, Manny Bagel Boy Sanchez says, we did that too, Barrett. They taste better. Hell yeah, dude. I think he's yeah, talking about the go-gurt. Go- frozen go-gurt. Give me that go-gurt. That, uh, that's something like uh, uh, our summertime in San Francisco. God damn it. Uh, I don't know why Behringer X Air wants to keep connecting to Discord, and I notice whenever it does it, I lose Greg and Tim's audio. And I don't know if that'll be a problem for the rest of the day. We'll find out. Are we out. back? Yeah, we're. Y- cool. you guys are back. Um... Our summer in San Francisco is, like, right about now, getting into, like, September oh, so and, like, October and stuff. And I declare, I, I decree that we get some go-go's, put them in the, fr- uh, put in the, in the freezer. I love that. I love it. We should do it for sure. I saw a tweet that was really interesting a couple days ago that was, um, oh, I'm trying to think of how to not ruin this. The, like, long plastic strips that have... The, the things that you put in the freezer, like and it's like Ices. juice. It's like juice, and then it, it freezes, and then like... You Otter pops. It. Okay, cool. So Greg says, Otter pops, which is what mm. I would call them as well, right? Yeah. Someone tweeted just an image of them, and they were like, what do you call these? And the amount of different answers blew yeah. my mind. It's a regional yeah. thing. I it is such sure. a regional thing, but like some of the things they were calling them sounds as wild to me as calling a $2 coin a loony. Sure. A no, toonie. that's a toonie. <laughs> a toonie. <laughs> a toonie. You know? Uh, the Endless Dark Nails at the Midwest, uh, like Ohio, Ice Pops. Yeah, Ice Pops. Ice Pops and Otter Pops, I, I, I'm cool I've with never that. Heard, I, I didn't hear Otter Pops until I moved out here. Wow. Yeah. See, I, I I believe also I didn't. I think they were called. Uh, ooh, I want to say freezies in in the Chicagoland area. Maybe Mister. No, they might have had Mister. Like not. It might have said Mister Freeze, and we all called them freezies. Freeze yeah. pops. Somebody saying that's what that sounds. Right. Oh yeah, that freeze right. pops. I've heard before. Like yeah. the band. Yeah, freeze pop baby. I like freeze pop from uh, Guitar Hero. Exactly, rock band. <laughs> that's how I know. That's awesome, <laughs> dude. Um. I'm trying to find the tweet, but I can't see it right now. But yeah, there was some some names for them that I was like, you you. You've got to be joking me. I'm not joking you. But yeah, the Otter Pops, there was like a whole team of otters. Like there was like otter mascots that sure. print on them too. Yeah. It was like the, the Burger King kids. 
Cool Kids Club, whatever the fuck. Is there a food component to KFF? Are they like rating burgers or or pizzas? I'm hungry. I think a lot of things that are happening in KFF are going to be a surprise. Oh, lame. Yeah. Yeah, so. but I, I think Greg's just trying to figure out his lunch situation. Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. 11.30, yeah. I'm hungry. I mean, I'm hungry you know how too. uncreative they are, so they will probably be ranking stuff, you know? <laughs> that is very true. Um, Greg, you missed this yesterday, but we came up with the concept of Appy Hour, where we're just going to go, and the rule oh. is you can only order apps. I like that a lot. That's really great. Yeah. Well, how y'all feeling? Is this feeling, a good point to stop to so we can toss uh, over the I, I still see a certain screen that I can't quite go to yet. Uh, oh, that's so cool. Let's gotcha. just stretch for, like, uh, just a little bit longer. Well, while we do uh, that, everybody, you can get ready by going to YouTube.com slash funny right now and opening up the KFAF tab so that when we're done with this, you can just start watching right over there. If you're on Twitch, you could stay. But if I'm being honest, I'd prefer you go to YouTube for this one. We want those views. We want to see the love that KFAF can get so we can convince those big, beautiful boys boys over there uh, that this is something y'all like and that the worth the work is worth it and uh, let me tell you there's a lot of work put into this stuff so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be great all right i'm looking good to go thank you all so much for joining us for another kind of funny game super chat post show we'll see y'all monday for another games daily but until next time it has been our pleasure